0: Good afternoon America, this is Jerry Rhodes coming to you from Chicago, Illinois, talking today about uh, our cabinet, Congress, and central banking system that is failing our trade agreements with principally China and secondarily Russia. At this point, and I think you can deduce that by by, uh, listening to today's podcast, China is winning in the trade war by trillions. Uh, In this podcast, uh, those numbers are overwhelming. They are extracted from sources the internet, the the values, the the dollar values uh, that we're talking about in terms of total trade and what it costs to have trade with the exporters when they're across two oceans, which is what has been established over the last probably 30, 40 years by the cabinet, Congress and central banking. Because they were run by non-business uh, leaders who are grounded in uh, the legal end and the and the governance end, uh, and not into the enterprise end of our uh, great American enterprise. So that you can glean yourself when you listen, but I just want to make some points here on china because china is in my opinion and i've expressed that in another podcast is not going to destroy us we're their best customer where our consumers are their best customer and uh, i think that's more important to realize than uh, them destroying us when we're really employing us through the walmart's uh, The Amazons, uh, the big box, uh, retailers, wholesalers uh, are basically working for uh, China, the way the imbalance of trade has been set up. What do you think about that, Sherry? (laughs) As she's saying, she doesn't know. She doesn't know. She actually makes some points that makes me think deeper on the topic and and researching it more. but at this point in time, the thing I don't think anybody realizes unless you start to look at the big picture China is the the biggest shipper of products their products in the world um, and Russia in in the handling of the energy, so-called crisis or problem, in America. There, there, we're a customer of theirs for their uh, uh, oil and natural gas. Now that we've decided we're going to stop producing fossil fuel, fuels and natural gas because of the damage, so-called damage to our environment, which hasn't been established scientifically. That's just tactics, I I believe, for a political party to take over and stay in control. It's not a democracy anymore where you have two parties vying for the improvement of America's standing, but they're more concerned about their parties than they are about the country. And so, yes, my podcast will continue to deal with that. But China not only owns the container ships they manufacture the containers on ships that they have built so they're they're not depending on anyone in in terms of the international trade across two oceans they have 10 to 20 ports there's our shipping to america's 20 ports we are the biggest customer they have and it takes Anywhere from two weeks to a month to get the products from their uh, biggest port, which is Shanghai, to our biggest ports, which are uh, Los Angeles and uh, New York City. And in the process, uh, those those giant container ships are charging us at $3,000 per 20-foot container and up to 30,000 for 40-foot containers. And the ships can hold 10,000 of the 20-footers, or or no, uh, 18,000 containers with the 20-footers and 10,000 containers for the 40-footers. And most of the 40 footers are for automobiles and large equipment. And those container ships are then uh, in Shanghai loaded by robotics. It's not manual labor that has to put the products in the containers and then the containers in the container ship. It's all robotics. And it's done on a 14,000 acre container um, farm. If you want to call it a farm, you need to take a look at some of these videos that show exactly what's going on with uh, China and its container business. Uh, It's just a little bit overwhelming to realize that it's boiled down to reducing their so-called child labor by using AI. Technology, robotic technology, which we don't do here. When they get here, they're unloaded by manual labor. They do have the high the lifts, but it's human labor that's working the lifts and working the loading of the semi trucks and the rails. And then we got not robots, but we got drivers of the semis. They go to the wholesalers and retailers and have to manually unload it Uh, anymore. They make way more than minimum wage. And at the same time, rail cars, which are being hit by the um, uh, BLM people in Los Angeles, uh, when they're sitting at the rail yard, they're breaking into those and stealing from those. So there's the costs not only are for labor, but for the uh, damages that can be done to the containers by those that want to, if they they can't buy it, they take it. So it's a very high cost endeavor for us to to buy uh, and and import from exports that uh, are controlled by the the, the, the market is controlled by the exporters, not the importers. And we even charge a 20% import tariff to try to force our importers to only buy America. Ma- buy America first. We don't, we don't have an America first supply line. It's all been shifted overseas to 30 countries that export more to us than, 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 than import from us. It's a imbalance of trade of right close to a trillion a year. And then the cost of shipping and distribution is, is close to $2 trillion a year. When you factor in all of the costs of, that are deemed by uh, the, the exporters is not loaded costs, but landed costs. And you say, well, uh, how are we ever going to reverse this? Because... If we try to reverse it, they will just increase their prices if they have to pay for the the, uh, total cost of getting it to our wholesalers and and retailers. Well, we have to turn the tables on them, and we have to say, we're not going to use your ships. We're going to build our own ships. We're going to have our own containers, and yes, that'll take a while, but that'll increase employment. And that's where the investment of the hedge funders should be, not in... In Chinese companies, but in uh, turning the supply line um, imbalance around, them, turning the tables on them. And then we dictate how we pay for getting products from there to here. The best way is to make sure we get the supplier here closer to the major consumers. Like in any other business, is it better to? to ship it, or is it better to deliver it? So that's a good part of today's podcast. And Sherry asked me um, why politically this has to be changed. Uh, and my answer, my, answer, my answer was is that the Congress is made up of people that don't have experience in, in international trade nor do they have experience in uh, national trade and the impact it has on a gross domestic product. Because we can only grow as fast as now the exporters grow in terms of improving its labor. Um, and, you know, they'll end up with Social Security uh, plans. China has one already and unions and increasing the costs there by regulators. And you know, somehow, some way this has to be uh, under our guidance because we have the most experience in, in enterprise. And it actually in America, I call it Americanism where American monetary capital and uh, uh, which I'll call American capitalism and American socialism, which is the enterprising American workers. Go to get go get together every hour of every day in enterprises across America and work in a team environment, creating uh, the technology part of the of the product lines, and also then having to distribute and uh, market and sell the products that are being provided—not right now, but mostly by China and India. And and that would be prescription drugs and even street drugs. So I uh, hope you enjoy this. If you can enjoy the bad news uh, of this podcast, and hopefully you will share it with your followers or your friends or neighbors and family.
1: Thanks for listening. Read my lips. It's the failure of the four C's. The few custodians of our USA cabinet, Congress, And central banking. In a world of power seeking control of the many, using fear of annihilation, with diminished freedoms of choice, speech, prosperity, and healthcare. This is why I feel we have no plan for solving these international problems that are called issues by the custodians, politicians, who control the cabinet, Congress, and central bank, the Fed. While our opponents have their Wolf Warrior, Belt Road, USSR, jihad short and long term plans to take over the world of trade, war, poverty, and fear. In my opinion these aren't issues, but problems, that are taking us down, due to no plan of preemptive counterattacks. Our current leadership of progressive policies, and propaganda machine, with insecure borders, and voting will sink our great American enterprise ship. Is this just an issue between the McCoys and the Hatfields two-party gridlocked Congress? No, it's policies contrived by a cabinet of incompetent managers of a huge, sinking enterprise ship, financed by a central banking system that is loading the ship, with more debt by funding deficit spending and a negative trade imbalance. We need to go back to making the rest of the world the consumers and USA Incorporated its profitable free enterprise supplier of technology and goat leader. Yes, the four C's of unsuccessful financial performance has the USA Incorporated underwater by trillions, with trillions more obligated, with no set of books that gap report our financial condition other than the stock market, a huge derivative bubble, and an antiquated tax system believe me we could tax every individual in the country 100%, and we would still be $25 trillion underwater. The rest of the world has less collective GDP than the $213 trillion total obligations to our suppliers, and 300 million taxpayers, hoping we can fake it. Our cabinet. Congress and central bankers have never started an enterprise, invented a product or service, or managed an enterprise, small, medium or big boxes, hindered by unions, big tech media, that requires marketing, of new business. So, what can we do? Yes, I have a plan to make changes, then offer up solutions, and submit plans for turning the tables on our formable competitors, in the World War III of trade. Is it a hot war or a cold war? Since it takes resources to manage the world of global trade, we need experts from all fields of endeavor that requires knowledge and experience in turning the great enterprise around, so we remain the GOAT the custodians' administration, Senate, House and judicial branches, must be experts in free enterprise, not just lawmaking, and losing money. Example, the imbalance of trade exists because America the largest, and most prosperous consumer of the world, whose custodians have transferred the control of the supply lines overseas, were told it was for cheap child labor, and it's cheaper to have it made there rather than here. But now the labor in these countries is no longer cheap, and not by children, they're enterprising workers who are becoming more prosperous than we are, at greater GDP rate compared to our high taxes, and cost of bureaucratic government lawmakers. Just look at the Chinese 20 largest, impressive cities. To be exact we import more from 30 countries than we export, for the tune of 1 trillion dollars per year in balance of trade, plus 1.9 trillion dollars in loaded not landed FOB shipping costs, on Chinese made container ships, using Chinese made containers, costing $3,000 per 20-foot containers to $30,000 per 40-foot during the pandemic for medical containers. From 10 to 20 ports, the new Chinese Silk Road, where Shanghai alone has 14,000 acres of containers that are managed by AI robotic system loading and placing containers manufactured by Chinese workers on their container ships, untouched by human labor, at a very efficient cost. Ninety percent of the world's goods are shipped by sea and 75 percent of those on Chinese-made 5,600 maritime road container ships. China Costco Shipping Group, by far, the largest shipper in the world, and the China Shipping Group controls 800 of the largest merchant vessels, registered under foreign flags, including Hong Kong and Taiwan. Shipment takes two weeks to a month to get to the USA ports, then weeks to get to the wholesale, and retail importers' shelves from the exporters. To USA, 20 ports of call, for loading transport, distribution costs, and marketing shelf space for free, of foreign products. How can we surmise this is working, when we lose $2.9 trillion per year, when time is money, and the exporters are making all the money, while we lose four ways, in the pricing, plus shipping, unloading, transport, loading on wholesalers and retailers' shelves, and inflationary interest costs, on the inverted yield curve T-bills we use to pay their invoices. Since, we have to borrow the money from the suppliers to pay their bills, fiat currency and T-bills while our importers pay a 20% import tariff, to in theory force our importers and consumers, to buy America first. Ironically, there is no America first supply lines anymore. How can we get it back? Do we cancel global trade agreements? Yes ASAP, and turn the tables on the exporters, so they pay landed shipping, and distribution costs or USA Incorporated will use its own ships, and containers, saving trillions in overhead, by increasing employment, and GDP where it makes better business sense to have the suppliers closest to the consumers, rather across two oceans, wasting time and money on inefficacy. In a decade the USA Inc. exporters will be our America first balanced supply lines. How long will that take to turn the tables on this horrible business enterprise arrangement? Do we have a decade, half of the century or the rest of the century? I would say we need to fix it now, before 2084, the date certain predicted by George Orwell in his foresighted book 1984. In my book Americana, I predict the world will be controlled by tyrannical affiliation of China, Russia, India, North Korea, and the Islamicist jihadists. Unless we exercise the four R's of rebuffing evil intentions for saving the world from their false gods. Reality is the war will not be hot but colder than ever, with the power of resources, natural and solar to defeat the four W's, will power, wealth and weapons, fear mongers. Revolution will be the only movement threatening the new axis of evil. USA will be the only secondary power to use reason, reality, revolution, and religion to reverse the false gods used by a Chinese big brother, and the brotherhood of oligarchs. Predictions usually don't work out the way the prognostics predict, 85% are discarded by resistance, and the remaining 15% changes the outcome. And only half of that comes true, so the odds of this happening, in my opinion, rests with American leading the way to peaceful coexistence, with free market enterprise leading the way, out of a world of poverty, fear and wolf warriors. That will make the best Netflix series of all time. Solution for Planning Now will start the process of uncooking the budgets and books, using a quasi-reorganization for our cabinet, Congress and Central Bank. This takes a swing vote American enterprise, third swing vote party that has a platform to carrying out the turn a round of a failing government that will taketh away all entitlements and freedoms if left to a two-party gridlocked Congress with inexperienced leaders making it worse, by deeming our problems as issues between those two parties. So, we lead from behind without a consensus, offensive plan of action. We spend trillions on military personnel, and weapons of mass destruction, only to depend on filibuster to stop the financial crash. The signs are there, 1, Afghanistan run away from a fight, praying to the Green New Deal, reverse racism, false gods, 2, open borders without any rules, populating for Pelosi to pick our crops, cotton, and Schumer to have more brown babies to fight white supremacy, due to the George Floyd woke deity. 3. Insolvency in trade, banking, finance, economy, housing, stock market due to gridlocked Congress, cabinet, and central banking. 4. President, Vice President, House Speaker, Majority Leader in the Senate, Secretaries of Defense, State, Energy, Transportation, are incompetent, and weak in leadership, blaming white supremacy, for lowering existing standards of performance. 5. Dealing with threats by China, Russia, Iran, North Korea, such as surveillance by flying balloons, internet applications, AI, TikTok, who are joining in a pact to take over the new world order of trade, natural resources, energy generation, wealth, farmland, while our leaders acquiesce, and run away from reality, reason and preemptive retaliation. What is the answer to stopping this weak leadership in our most critical decision-making positions? My proposal is to use the great American enterprise to take decisive offensive consensus moves, one, a constitutional amendment to create the Department of Offense to lead us back to our number one position in the world needing focus on peaceful coexistence, American capitalism with American socialism, as Americanism for creating GDP worldwide for those who are working, learning to earn and have a skill to build, creating prosperity, and freedoms by those evading totalitarian governments, such as Ukraine, India, Africa, Central, and South America where Chinese is practicing its belt-road investment in mining and prescription and street drug distribution cartels, 2. restore the authority of the United Nations to enlist Americanism ideology as its objectives for a world of peace and prosperity, utilizing membership in the form of peace treaties, specifying peaceful coexistence, without use of drones, balloons, stealth flyovers or any such surveillance, or expressing three-a-t of using WONDs, satellites, and taking possession of sovereign lands, will suffer the consequences of ejection from the United Nations and global trade rights. 3. With goals for improving the environment, capitalizing on saving natural resources for the good of all those who contribute to the prosperity and peaceful coexistence. 4. Add an amendment to the Constitution requiring a swing vote party to have the authority to referee the consensus to party-proposed bills, laws, rules, regulations, commitment of surplus funding without spending more than the economy can earn. No need for the filibuster to force reconciliation of bad laws and regulations. 5. Term limits for all positions in federal, state, and local government bureaucratic positions, including the Congress, Houses, Courts, Presidency or State Legislatures, Governors or Mayors based on authority and responsibilities to support the offensive and defensive teams, not silo departments but teams focused on keeping America great. 6. Revamp the committee leadership rules with term limits and avoid partisan politics gridlocking consensus decision making. Discard the filibuster for consensus lawmaking budgeting and governance that will include shareholders sharing and stakeholders profiting from GDP growth. 7. Remove all obstacles for problem-solving including the need for the use of filibuster rather than reason and resolution of consensus decisions. 8. Restore the confidence of the electorate in our presidency, Congress, and judicial system where elections are secure for all legal citizens to vote in person with identity, and without polarized, monetized campaigns driving the results. So we are better than CCP Incorporated and the USSR. We Americans must stand up for results, where outcome means income, GDP, cash flow from profitable endeavors internationally, and domestically. And have the authority through a swing vote party to hold all leaders, national, republic, and local, accountable with integrity for gap professional results, practicing the three R's, reason, rational results with peacemakers not lawmakers, with enterprise experts not politicians who are attorneys, economists, and bankers. Let them monitor gap outcome means income results, not try to smother or manage them. Build back better, make America great again, or keep America great, and save America's standing in world trade and governance. Today's podcast is dealing with conflicting solutions to a gridlocked Congress that says what you can do for your party, not what you can do to keep America great, and save America's standing in world trade, peaceful coexistence, and number one ranking. According to the two parties, I'll call them the McCoys, and Hatfields, plan to do to save America from implosion while our primary opponent, China is exploding in world trade, and pursuing its Belt Road plan to take over international trade and governance. What is China's plan? American Enterprise Party Trilogy Volume 1, The Swing Vote to Drain the Swamp, and Reign in Big Brother and the Brotherhood by Jerry Rhodes Page 31. News release, what is the CCP comprehensive plan to be the world's leader? According to Chairman Xi Jinping we want to defeat USA by influencing their world dominance in the UN, WHO, WTO, NATO, World Monetary Fund, Olympic Committee, and World Economic Development. To accomplish this, he supports the five-step plan. 1. Steal USA technology, and improve on it then sell it back to us, plus shipping and distribution costs. 2. Expand territory in South China Sea, Africa, South America. 3. Build global economic influence through trade agreements. 4. Influence worldwide institutions with their monetary resources. 5. Influence USA elections and leadership with hacking, surveillance, and propaganda. To do this CCP plans to conduct political warfare on the USA, by supporting identity political candidates, critical race theory, climate change, university trust funds, investment in USA treasuries, and collaboration with USA enemies. Also, CCP, with its wolf warrior attack if attacked motto has its eye on taking Tiawan, Philippines, and Hong Kong back into their fold to take over semiconductor, computer chips, production, capital formation, and banking in the South China seas. This dilutes USA's influence and puts our diplomacy strength in doubt according to the State Department. Examples of their implementation of this plan per recent events, the CCP will subvert the USA in its Iranian nuclear deal. News release: China and Iran make a deal, Iran has a new benefactor, the CCP will buy their oil and malfeasance to the Paris Accord, and USA sanctions on Iran's missile development. CCP has expanded their infrastructure investment in their economy, and according to news reports, assisting 20 other countries by investing in the world's other emerging economies. China now controls the electronics and semiconductor, chips, industry with its rare-earth mining investments and its plan to take over Taiwan's semiconductor manufacturing company, TSMC, while the USA is funding over a billion dollars to have TSMC build a plant in Arizona. The winner of this battle must protect the sovereignty of Taiwan and Hong Kong through putting pressure on China's dependence on America's markets and its ability to support the supply lines now in place. Powerful hegemon key electronic semiconductor chip producers, rare earth mining companies, and 5G telecommunication corporations related to national security must not be deployed outside the USA or our de facto enemy CCP will control our economic future. This becomes the basis of the new Cold War. CCP's pledge is to love the motherland and the people are to study well, exercise well, and be ready to contribute all their strength to the cause of communism for the defeat of the USA. Not to destroy American democracy but employ its human capital. A game plan that USA doesn't have on how to beat them even though China is not yet using GAP, is in their plans to do so, they are incurring less unrecorded liabilities. So, at this point USA is losing the global enterprise war, by the CCP score of plus 8.6 trillion dollars, to a USA deficit of minus 4.2 trillion dollars per year, with China winning by 12.8 trillion dollars per year. Even worse, China with its cheaper labor, low cost of government, and using USA consumption markets for distribution and shelf space, at no cost to the supplier. Also, China now controls supply lines of American business in pharmaceuticals, hard goods, clothing, electronic technology components manufactured in China, autos, most other products distributed by China through their use of USA franchises, to the tune of China's $14.8 trillion GDP per annum. The shipping and express airline cost of transport of Alibaba and American companies' products over two oceans to 20 USA ports, is 10% of CCP GDP or $1.5 trillion per annum, as landed costs of shipping and distribution for unloading containers onto trucking. And rail carriers to wholesale distributors and retailers, plus shelf space marketing, incurred as unloading costs to USA. Shipping is done by Chinese 5,400 container ships, holding 10,000 to 18,000 containers, costing $3,000 per container pre-pandemic, and $30,000 per container post-pandemic taking up to 10 to 20 days for expedited shipping and as much as 40 days for such as ocean freight, an average of two weeks, port to port. The purpose of this book is to resurrect the USA supply lines, shift manufacturing back to America, offset the imbalance of the accumulated trade deficit debt of $3 trillion against the cost of the CCP pandemic calling the debt owed to China as a payment for the USA cost of shutdowns and deaths due to the coronavirus apparently transmitted from the Wuhan laboratory. Predictably CCP can win the global enterprise war outright by having lower labor costs, funded fringe benefits, lowest government overhead, lowest RAND costs, no union interference nominal long-term debt, low to no shipping costs, low to no marketing, low to no RAND, and distribution costs. Producing the highest profits per product line, with cash reserves, $3.5 trillion exchange reserves, and gold bullion of 5,000 tons. For RAND, mostly stolen from U.S.A., and infrastructure technology position to win the global enterprise war every year. But the USA is not out of the game. It has official exchange reserve assets held by the Fed of about $514.41 billion US dollars in 2019. At that time, the Central Bank of the United States held approximately 8,133.53 metric tons of gold. As of December 2020, the United States had the largest gold reserve, more than 8,000 metric tons of gold. China at this time has about 5,000 metric tons of gold and is a primary buyer in the market. At the same time, the current debt for USA is $32 trillion at its debt limit and $184 trillion in unrecorded obligations per the www.usedebtclock.org. On the other hand, China needs four things USA has, 1. Food production and distribution, 2. Energy production and distribution, natural gas and carbon-1-based oil, 3. Capital access to the NY stock and bond market. 4. Technology developed by the USA military, big tech, and big pharma. While China plans using wolf warrior diplomatic warfare to divide and conquer, USA implodes and is divided internally. The CCP sees themselves as a rising power versus the USA, a fading dominant power called the Thucydides Trap, a collision of a rising power with a disparate power, and they are using China Incorporated CCP to recruit using their 1,000 talents program through espionage, and talent attraction including every tactic of propaganda, and brainwashing on our social media. This includes capitalizing on the gridlocked Congress, and a new administration that tends to be passive on foreign affairs with their CCP friends, the source being the Epic Times, Google Search, Wikipedia, and media outlets. This consists of the following CCP plan predictions. 1. Recruit talent worldwide that has access to technology for theft. 2. Purchase innovative companies and control all private companies in China such as Huawei that operates internationally, using them for infiltration into stealing trade secrets and intellectual property. 3. Recruit or attract talent back to China from USA and to downplay human rights abuses. 4. Take over internet, utilizing Facebook, Twitter, Google, and broadband with fake accounts, using their version of social media pushing communism as a religion. 5. Take over Taiwan, Philippines, and Hong Kong for technology. 6. Convert globalization to made-in-China by 2025. 7. Have the yuan replace the dollar as the reference currency worldwide. 8. CCP money invested in Silicon Valley, USA, hacking government data to get access to technology and get a political advantage, with the following products or data breaches, a. rocket engines, and space travel. B. Sensors, ships, semiconductors, and rare earth components. Circa 3D printers, solar panels, electric autos. D. Flexible screens. E. Biotechnology. F. Artificial intelligence for blockchain cryptocurrency. G. Military air surveillance with drones. H. space exploration and dominance of surveillance satellites. I. Hacking pipeline and electric grids, voting systems, SIMS, biological health, and census data. J, hacking stock and bond exchanges for raising capital to implement their plans. It appears their vision is to create a revitalized Cold War on democracy, with Marxism, socialism, and eventually communism as their end game. With Russia, North Korea, Iran and others standing in the wings ready to pursue a one-world dystopia, based on a campaign of fear as predicted by George Orwell's Dark Age of Unreason in 1984. Example, the release of a COVID virus on the world from a lab in Wuhan, and blame the USA for its origin. USA must become proactive to collectively defend our democracy with a synthesis of policies, capital, and talent for defending our great American enterprise against this new technological cold war. To that end our leaders must be schooled in this threat, and end the gridlock with patriotism paralleling, that of World War II. Together we stand, politically gridlocked we fail. Looming below the surface of CCP's plans are the question of President Biden, and his son Hunter's prior business involvement in Chinese, Russian, Ukraine, and other foreign countries. Example, President Biden's ambivalence regarding the Russian pipeline after closing down the Keystone Pipeline in USA to make America green, and his ignorance about the energy independence movement started by President Trump. This blemish must be eliminated by the Congress on a bipartisan basis to prevent the problem of political pay-for-play implications with potential Cold War enemies. After this extensive analysis of America political gridlock, money takes monetary capital and human capital into the American Enterprise Party Due to the swing vote to bust CCP's competition it becomes obvious that USA needs a third political party representing 169 million enterprising Americans that merges human capital with monetary capital for the binary gridlock administered by the red and the blue no consensus political parties. No longer should we pit entrepreneurial capitalists against the activists for social justice. In an enterprise they work together as a public and private partnership successfully every day of the week by collaborating their purposeful enterprises and human successes for the common good of each American, not warring political parties that make problems not solve them.